hi everyone around the world and thank you for joining this episode of wiki update my name is jesse but the community calls me jay wally in today's episode of wiki update i'll be speaking to an amazing personality her name is onome angeli and this personality is from the science fraternity she is a teacher by profession she teaches chemistry and in this episode she is going to share insights on her foundation and also relating activities on a foundation with the wikis kindly stay tuned and listen okay so thank you onome for joining this episode of wiki updates kindly give a brief introduction of yourself Okay, thank you very much for the opportunity. I would like to say a good evening to your cherished listeners and thank you very much to Jesse and then Ricky Abdis for having me this evening. So my name is Linda Angeli. I come from the Upper West region of Ghana, Nandom to be precise. However, I was born and raised in Nigeria due to my father's um, nature of, of, of his work. Yes, we're going from one city to the other. But I had my basic education. I had my BEC in the Upper West Region as well, Danube International School. Okay. And I proceeded to last year to Lucina High School, also in the Upper West Region. Um, after which I studied biochemistry at the University for Development Studies. So after my biochem course, yes, I was trying to see where I can fix myself. So I was going from one field to the other. But finally, I ended up, you know, as a teacher. I'm currently at O'Reilly Senior High School teaching chemistry. Yes. Okay. So before before I move on to the next question, um, how is the chemistry field for females like you? Because you know, when you are female and you are doing something related to chemistry, more about you did biochemistry in mm-hmm. the uni. Um, yeah. How how was it? How is the feeling been like as a female? Because you know, more females are not into that field, but it seems that you stood out to um learn chemistry and now you are kind of very good at what you do so how has the experience been like within the field <laughs> yeah jesse so um i wouldn't say for sure that i am good at what i do i would say that i'm still in the learning process at the beginning when i had the opportunity to teach chemistry i panicked a bit yeah i panicked a bit but i didn't turn down the offer I remember calling my head of department, you know, um, chemistry and then by chemistry department back at school, I, I called my head and I even called my science teacher way back um, in the junior high school. Okay. So they sort of yeah motivated and then inspired me to go in for it. Um, it has been a very good journey. I have learned a lot. And um, like there is no, there is nothing that you can't do, okay? Like so far as you have made up your mind to do it and then you work hard towards it and then you are consistent in what you do. Yes, definitely you become very good at it. Yes, so so when I got the opportunity, I humbled myself and learned a lot from my fellow chemistry teachers who have been in the field for long yes so that's just the trick to it and because i know how um people feel you know when they hear that oh a lady is teaching chemistry or physics basically when they ask me what do you do i just say i teach full stop 
don't go ahead, you know. To, you don't want to you want, don't want the pressure. You don't want that kind of pressure. So no, you just make it simple. I exactly. I don't want the pressure. So I just say, Oh, I teach. So a lot of people assume that okay, she teaches social studies or English language. I just keep mute until you go further to ask, okay, what exactly do you teach? Then when I say chemistry, then you're like, wow, like, whoa, they're all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Yeah, but, but, but what you do serves as an inspiration to some of the students and also maybe off campus too. Because if you're a female, young female, and you're also making impact relating to your field of studies and in the classroom, I think mm-hmm. people are also looking up to you because of your feminism exactly exactly no doubt about that i've had um the young girls approaching me they want to be like me and even the boys will say oh, madam how how do you do it you come to class and like explain as if everything is in your head and i told them that you can if if i can do it you can also do it you get it like it is possible you can even be better than what i am doing at the moment yes so they really get a lot of inspiration from me and no matter their level okay i try to encourage them that yeah it is possible they can even do better nothing is impossible under the sun oh wow that's inspirational from you nothing mm-hmm. is impossible under the sun okay so let's look at this question you mm-hmm. kind of run an amazing ngo called the Onome child foundation right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so um can you tell us about your foundation how it started its inception and the kind of impacts you are making now okay um thank you very much oh. So it is Onomi Child. Yeah. Yes. So um, it all started. Okay, let me begin this way. Growing up, okay. I always knew that I would um, establish an NGO, an organization, even as a child. Like I knew that I wanted to be in that field. But I didn't know specifically, like, what should that organization be doing? Should I establish an orphanage? You know, those big dreams we have as children. So, um... But, but Onome, before we move on, like, okay. what, what does this, because said as a child, mean that you are carrying, you, you like to to help, you like to solve those kind of issues you like to like exactly. how, how how did that is because you are saying you were saying as a child so yeah. as a child what happened to you that you started having that kind of caring uh, attitude or caring aspect of yourself that okay. pushes you to, mm-hmm. to 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 do what you are doing now relating to caring for people and also ensuring that people are at their okay. best and also pass their limits yeah, sure, sure. This a uh, very, very good question. So I remember that was way back in Nigeria, okay. My dad uh, um, took us to the best of schools, and I, I could remember some incidences, like something would happen in the classroom or in my school setting, and I'll be like, uh, if I had my own school, I would have done it this way or that mm-hmm. way. If I were to be the teacher, I would have rather done this or that instead of doing this or that to the student. Okay. I also remember that, um, like, as a child, I would gather other children Okay, to teach them. I don't know what I was teaching them. I didn't know the knowledge that I, I, I had as young as I was. But I would gather children, no matter how young they were, even babies were all part like. I'm sure you were just giving them the knowledge something. you had. You see, so, ah. And um, I myself, I had an extra classes teacher. Okay. So sometimes she would come. It'll be time for my lessons, and then she'll come and see me teaching other children, and then she'll laugh and say, <laughs> you are also what, a student, <laughs> student teaching uh-huh, other students. Okay. And even when I do not get children, 
I remember using uh, pillars like of, of, of buildings, okay. like um, pillars, you, you understand, like on the veranda, you see the pillars structured, mm -hmm. you know, pillars there. So I would use them as my students. I'll ask them questions and I'll be the same person to answer those questions because definitely they couldn't talk and all that. Okay. So that care and, and, and love was just naturally there in okay. me. Okay. My mom recently told me that um, she was thinking that I would even give birth very early, like I'll get pregnant and give birth early because I, I like children a lot. As a child, I was even carrying other children okay so that was how my childhood was like okay However, but, 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 but before you move on uh, can i see your 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 future was already predicted when you're a child because it seems that that has translated to you being um, a chemistry teacher even though you are you, not sure you wanted to become a teacher but, exactly. but, but as in okay. um, yes. nature has found its way of bringing you to a place whereby you can deliver whatever you want to do. I think that that matches the that can that dots mm -hmm. the eye and also the lines around it. Exactly. Okay. I agree with you totally. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like as I grew up and became an adult, like I had forgotten that childhood thing. Do you understand? So studying the biochemistry and then all that as much as possible. I didn't want to teach. Can you imagine? Like, I was running away from the classroom. So I had training in other fields like the medical laboratory, like sonography, ultrasound, and then what have you, because I didn't want to end up in the classroom. Okay. But no matter how hard I tried to, to um, oh run away from the classroom, the more like I came back to the classroom setting, I don't know if you are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah I really get you. you. Yes, exactly. So it was during the um, COVID lockdown, 2020. Okay, when we had the lockdown, I sat in my room and um, I just decided to go off social media. I was sort of meditating. What do I really want to do? Because Yes, by then I was already teaching at O'Reilly, but I was still finding ways and means of leaving Ghana Education Service exactly to then pursue something else. Yeah. And I was like, what? So like, I just sat and then I was meditating. So I went to YouTube and then watched a video and I think Success TV or so. And then the guy was like, if you really want to know your calling, your purpose or what's what you are supposed to do in life like think back to your childhood what was that thing that you were doing so easily and then like happily and then you were fulfilled and then what have you think back that is what you are supposed to be doing at the moment so jesse i sat down and i started thinking went back to my roots went back to my childhood and i was like hey it's like I'm really meant to be teaching you. So I started reminiscing about how I was teaching the children and everything. I would gather stones and teach them pillars and then what have you. And I was like, oh my God. So all that while I've been running away from what I'm like meant to do. Yeah. Then there's a saying that um, you do not choose who you are. Who you are chooses you. Yeah. So no matter how far you try to you know get from your purpose you keep coming back oh. to it yeah knowingly or unknowingly you know by some divine forces or energy in the universe yeah yeah you get drawn back to your purpose okay. yes so um basically that was how it all started but um an incident in the classroom okay made me decide that okay this was actually what i wanted to do concerning children okay was it was it after the COVID period or during because after the um during the COVID period that's when you sat down to uh, meditate to get and um, see what you want to do 
and the, you had a eureka moment and after yeah. the eureka moment was it when you went to the classroom that uh, that's or or after the COVID period that's when we went to the mm -hmm. class that pushed you the incident that happened that pushed you more to to do this okay so um the classroom incident happened before the COVID. okay in a basic school basic private school okay so yes that gave me the idea that okay my ngo would um revolve around children with oh. learning difficulties because of that experience that i had however is it is it, is it possible for us to know the um the basic school's name yeah, yeah sure yeah. and um if you don't mind so i can also share what really happened oh yeah the audience uh, wants to know the audience wants to know okay so um I don't get tired of sharing this story because that was what made me to like uh, decide mm -hmm. yes what exactly i wanted to do so again in the teaching field um that was in the year somewhere 2017-2016 i was teaching in the basic school in the northern region of ghana tamale to be precise so um uh, I was assigned to primary two as their classroom teacher, but I went and met, you know, another teacher there. So we were like two teachers in the classroom. And you see, as a new teacher, when you arrive, um, the things you hear about the children and then what have you. So the old teacher, you know, was telling me, okay, this this child is very good, this child is this, this child is that, was sort of giving me some kind of orientation. Okay. Okay, so finally he mentioned a particular child to me. This boy is called Wasiu. So he was like, Madam, you see this boy? Mm. He's just useless. Oh, forget about him. He just, he doesn't know anything. His head is just empty. But I just, you know, kept quiet and then smiled and everything. So one day, the science teacher, yeah, he, he was also their science teacher. Um, they had science lessons, so he came to instruct them, right? So he asked a question. Apparently, he had taught a topic previously on measurements. So he asked the children a question. So from our previous topic, what are the various ways in which we can use to measure length and what have you? So the smarts, in quotes, the smarts boys, send me, send me, send me, send me. So after calling the smart children, they were giving their answers, ruler, this and that and that. He walked to the uh, uh, he he walked to Wasu, the supposed dumbest child, right, in the class. So he asked Wasu the same question. The little boy got up. This was in primary two, remember? Okay. The little boy got up and looked up at the ceiling and kept his hand on his um, head this way kept his finger on his head and was stopping. So he was sort of thinking, thinking about an answer. Now this teacher went and took a very fat cane, more or less like a branch, and hit his table, bang, bang, bang. I'm waiting for you to give me an answer. How can we uh, 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 measure length? So the guy was still thinking. Now once you remembered, but he had forgotten the name like he, he 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 could demonstrate but he didn't know how to call it so he decided to what demonstrate on his table using his fingers like live practical demonstration so his thumb and then his little finger measuring from one point to the other one point to the other on his table so this this method is called the hand span, hand span, whereby we measure length using the thumb and then the little finger. Okay. So Jesse, this little boy was measuring 
demonstrating on the table. But he had forgotten it, that what it was called hand span. I don't know whether I should put this question back to you, but Jesse, if you were to be the teacher, what would you have done if you were to be the teacher? I'm I'm sort of throwing the question back to you. The boy was demonstrating, yeah, on the team. I think the for me, I feel that the boy was trying to uh, give a practical. So I I would I would I would not say anything. I'll just take because he can't remember. And moreover, to uh, for example, I'm a teacher, and a teacher should be Mm -hmm. able to accept every answer from the way it comes. It could be it could be in speech or it could be practical. Exactly. Yeah. So if I see that he's trying to do some practical practicality about whatever mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. um we did in class i'll i'll accept the answer so i need yes. to follow whatever he's doing because you know teaching we have various methods of teaching sure. it could be visual it could be reading it could mm-hmm. be text because everybody has uh, every student is different and everybody every student knows how he or she can absorb the knowledge which is being provided to him or her. We can't mm-hmm. have everyone being on the same level because sure. everyone learns in a, in a different way in order to absorb. Sure. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So people can do video, people can do practical. So everybody is different basically. So I'll, exactly. I'll have to look at... Accept, the, right? And yeah, then yeah, help him out with the name. Yeah. Yeah. And what is even more important than, than the practicality of the whole thing? Like... Practical work is the most important thing. You knowing the name and not even knowing how to go about it, you know, is something else altogether. But this boy was showing real life practical work of the hand span. You will not believe it if I tell you that the teacher turned a blind eye to the boy's demonstration used his fat stick and hit his head bang oh that's 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 stupid boy stupid boy foolish boy useless boy your head is just empty i am not making this words apple like like i witnessed yes he assaulted the little boy primary two boy verbally your head is just empty in fact, if you do not study hard, you end up on the streets. You become a track pusher. A teacher telling a primary two boy that he's going to become a track pusher if he doesn't study hard. He went ahead and told the boy that even your little sister in nursery two is far, far better than you. He has compared the boy to his little sister. Your head is just empty. And you know children can be very, very rude. So his colleagues in the class, they were laughing at the top of their voices. Yes. You know, laughing. Like, and this is a teacher who has gone through training college, what, what college, whatever colleges, you know, and has come to the classroom setting to impart knowledge to train future generations and then what have you and that is what he's telling a future generation the teacher wanted to involve me okay so he was like madam you see what i was talking about like i just had to bow my head in shame like i was even shy for the teacher i didn't have that energy i wasn't bold enough to correct the teacher you know in the midst of the children so i just bowed my head and tears were just in my eyes the little boy was you also stopped the demonstration and bowed his head and started crying like seriously crying so the teacher after raining all those insults and he went ahead and you know it's an international school you get it so and the fees is not for small children so the teacher went ahead and said if you joke your father would uh, 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 remove you out of this school your father is just wasting money 
on your school fees. He will remove you from this school and then send you somewhere else. <laughs> when I recount that day, it's 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 like yeah, like it's placed to me all over again, again and again. It feels so real all over again. So that was it. So after that incident, I was like, nah, this thing, what just happened has really gotten into me. If not for anything, even if I know that, oh, in the future, I'm going to establish an organization, but it should be an organization that would help children with learning difficulties because this child is not dumb. This child has got potential. So my organization should be geared towards that. So I made that decision, but my mind was that I'm not going to remain in the classroom setting. Maybe I'll be working at Nestle Ghana or some Unilever, those industries. Uh Exactly. Whilst helping those children with learning difficulties. So that was before the um, COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so basically that's the story, the famous story yes. of Wasio. Yeah, um, I'd like to find out how is Wasio now? Have you heard from him? I think now he's a big boy now. Um, yes, I... so <laughs> so now he's in class five, okay. but in a different school. Okay. So the father, as as <laughs> will I say, as a teacher prophesied. The father removed him from the school and took him to a different school, but also like another good school, an international school. So I I, I followed up, I traced because I left the school just after one semester to go and chase ultrasound and sonography in in, in Accra. So years later, I I went back to the school to do a follow-up on him because, yeah, he's my inspiration and all that. I should know how he is doing. Yeah. So I was directed to his new school. And I met him, met his teachers. Apparently he's doing well in that school. The teachers are are patient with him. Okay. Yes. They have extra time for him and then what have you. And he's picking up. Yes, he's picking up. Okay. Okay, that's 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 nice. Um so um with with your organization, how have the children who have participated and it's benefited so far because um, you established it in 2020, right? Yes. Yeah. So I would say officially, mm-hmm. I would say officially in 2020. Okay. Yes. Um, but even before 2020, I was doing onomet child stuff, but I hadn't, you know, kept it under that onomet child umbrella. Okay. Yes, exactly. So I have success stories. I have success stories. The children come to me personally. There is one child, Hafiz, um, also from the northern region of Ghana, Tamale. Yes, so this was somebody. Hafiz is now in the university studying um, pharmacy, doctor in pharmacy. Okay, that's nice. yeah, Hafiz was somebody who was like rock bottom, at the rock bottom of his class. Rock bottom. He, you know, suppose in course that mess, always carrying the last in the class and then what have you. And I went to the school as a new teacher. So that was even a different school. Yes. And they realized that, nah, I can do something to help this boy. So I even went ahead, went the extra mile to know where he stayed, met his parents, because um, apart from the school setting, perhaps he could be having issues at home that would be impeding his uh, studies and the learning and what have you. So I went the extra mile and Hafiz was very, very bad in writing. He could, like, his, his essays were very bad. And the English teacher in the school would even say, Hafiz's essays are really bad, and he has a bad handwriting. But I kept encouraging him, encouraging him. So he would write um, essays, come to me, I'll read, do the corrections, give it back to him. Like, he was just consistent. The consistency was there. 
So the first day from rock bottom, the first day Hafiz had the highest in, in an integrated science class test. He, he, he wept. He shed tears. Wow. And this was somebody who, who wrote the BEC in the same school and had eight ones. Somebody was getting Fs and then all that too. So these children, they have potential. They have potential. He had eight ones. Went to TRMAS in Kumasi. He was top on his list. Studied science and now he's doing doctor in pharmacy. Oh. And I remember... I'm sure, when, I'm sure she, she, he will give you credit for yeah, his... Oh, yeah. even his parents are still grateful up to today. And then I, I'm sure they also need to start donating to... Because it can't, if it has had impact on someone and the person is um, doing well, at least the person mm-hmm. can, can support on a child. So, like, as if they are not mm-hmm. yet there yet and um, they can't support fine, but if mm-hmm. they are somewhere, at least they can donate to support on a child. Mm-hmm. So anyone so, that, that comes mm-hmm. out from Onome Child should at least donate to support the dream. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't dispute that fact. But um, so because Hafiz benefited from Onome Child, like he's still in contact with us, you know, he volunteers with us as well when he's available and then all that like he's he's now part of the organization because okay. he's a success story okay. yes so he's with us to inspire you know the younger ones coming up that if he could do it they can also do it okay yes so that's just one out of uh, many yeah okay okay that's 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 awesome and that's mm-hmm. um, great and impactful from Onomer herself. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, I want to tilt a little bit. You know, the world is running in a fast pace because of technology. Um, so I'd like to know how Onomer Child as an organization is ensuring that the children are also acquiring the needed digital skills or skills for the future. As as they prepare as 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 a foundation or as an mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. how how are you able to um, provide your uh, your children or the kids that are benefiting from the organization um, digital skills? Because right now, you know the future the the future now is like kind of changing because uh, because of technology. You know, exactly. The, the 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 kids right now they are even using. It's kind of always sophisticated because, because we are living in a global world and we that were born in the 90s and the rest, we are like kind of the middle people. We some kind of intermediate with 2000s and the 80s. You get it. So it's like we try to learn, we try to find our way through as compared to others because, you know, with with this generation in the 2000s, they, they find it very easy Mm-hmm. To maneuver through those technologies. So, I okay. want to know how Onome Child is is also um, using technology to also impact on the children in the organization. Mm-hmm. It is true that this world is really running at a fast um, pace when it comes to technology. And the education sector is not left behind either. So with this industrial revolution, you know, we are in the fourth industrial revolution, whereby we have this smart technology, um, like the robotics, artificial intelligence, you know, the internet stuff, and then what have you. But you see, as Ghanaians, I don't know, but we just don't like to learn, unlearn, and then relearn. We would want to like a, a, a hold on to that um, old knowledge that we have, but as much as possible, if we do not, um, d- not necessarily totally discard, but at least try and then attain some necessary skills so that would become relevant or would still remain re- relevant in the global market, we would not be able to go far. So this education 
4.0, you know, having the desired approach to learning that aligns itself with this fourth industrial revolution. So our organization, we have set up some programs and then activities that would instill um, these necessary skills, okay, because these children, we call them computer children, right? Yeah. But they would have to have, they would have to acquire the uh, skills like critical thinking and then problem um, solving. Yeah. For example, Jesse, you see that the jobs that we have, most of the jobs that we have today, they are routine jobs. Okay. Yeah. Um, we just do it on autopilot. That's even why um, I think I got bored working in the laboratory because it's a routine, you know, process. Every day you do the same thing. So in the future to come, the working class, they will definitely be replaced by what? Robots. So we need to develop critical thinkers. We need to develop these children to become innovative. We need to develop them to have that ability to solve what problems. So at Onome Child, we have various activities, okay, set aside like reasoning. We have um, reasoning sessions, logical reasoning, quantitative, qualitative, and then what have you. We have between the lines sessions, you know, that would kickstart the children's critical thinking ability. Let me just give wow. you... so you are taking the kids through design thinking. And this is very good. It's important. Because, because, yes. you know, even me, myself, I, I still need design thinking. I've been trying to find my way around it because it's very necessary. Because without thinking, you will not be able to solve a particular problem. And it's, 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 good, that it's, it's, good, it's good that you started this um, initiative with them. Very, very necessary. Like, we, we all have that critical thinking and problem-solving ability in us. But I don't know, one way or the other, for some reasons, they have been, like, say, recessive in us. Jesse, for example, you find yourself in a critical situation, you know. Definitely, you are not going to accept defeat, like you begin to think about ways and means of solving the problem and then coming out of that situation, right? Yeah. So all that while, like, where was that, you know, ability? Where was that ability? Let me just share some classroom experience with you. I teach chemistry, so um, after explaining a concept, I ask a student a question, and the student says, no idea madam i have no idea like that is where we have come to find our, our, ourselves in this present age where children think that saying no idea it's okay like it is all right to say no idea but that shouldn't be the case so even the 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 student hasn't even taken a critical look at the question to psych the mind to find like possible solutions to that question, perhaps because it is just chemistry, I'm not even going to try. Let me just say no idea and then go scot-free. That shouldn't be the case at all. So one of our principles is that you can't say no idea when you're asked something. You, you, oh, you, you oh yeah, try, try, no matter what, try. And I always give kudos to my um, basic school teacher. If I remember his name, Sir Eben, he taught me vocational skills. Yeah, way back in the uh, uh, GHS. Yes, that oh, international that was, school. That was, that was one of the popular, um, <laughs> how do you call it, hands-on, hands-on. I think my, my, I did, I also did, uh, what, vocational skills which one did you do because we, well, we right did, now it's different i did i did pre-voc pre-vocational catering i did catering okay yeah because the school i was in i i i, I did catering but I, 
another school that was in before I moved, well, they were like doing catering and you know they start yeah. sewing. They're doing like they sewing. Reading, yeah. yeah, but you know it, it differs from schools because you know yeah. those things were helping like the students per se. Because I think that those things, those uh, pre-vocational staff, you know, help some of the, with the calabash something. And people have now yeah, sure. used that as a business and stuff. Okay, yeah, so, sure. So we, we can we can continue. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you. So my teacher said Eben, he would always call the average students, like those students in quotes who were not doing well in class. I remember clearly. And I would always like um look up to him for you know some inspiration. So Seven would always call the children who were not doing well in class. He wouldn't call the so-called smart ones. And when he calls you to answer a question and you stand there looking at his face or you say no idea, he will say no, you have an idea. In fact, you are the one answering this question. Nobody else is taking this question away from you. You have the answer. These are the things Eben says. And you see that all of a sudden, this student who didn't even read the question to even start to think would begin thinking and like giving possible answers and at the end of the day the student answers the question and we all clap for the child exactly like i think that is what we should do as teachers and as students like as teachers we should encourage the students not to you know accept that i have no idea norm like it is excuse me to use the word it is irritating Okay. After talking for a very long time, I I ask I ask you a question and then you say I have no idea. Even if you tell me that oh I didn't understand, it's even better than having no idea. So we have to will I say kickstart our children to be critical thinkers and then you know having the ability to solve problems because the way the world is um turning into right now, that is the way forward. That is the way forward, exactly. Okay. Apart from that, at Anome Child, we do teamwork. You know, you know this this world is all about collaboration. Yeah. It's all about network. Yeah. So it's all about partnerships. It's, it's all about partnership, exactly. Yeah. So being able to work as a team is a very, very important skill because definitely... The success of institutions, the success of companies, it is teamwork that is the driving force of successful companies. Basically teamwork. So the children, we teach them to be empathetic. They should um, um, try and appreciate. They should appreciate suggestions and then opinions from their teammates, you know, they should learn self-control. Perhaps one or two people might say certain things and you 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 know how students behave. They get mm -hmm. angry and then they leave the team and all that. So having teamwork, you know, as a, a, a collaborative uh, uh, factor would would develop these children in these various what areas. Okay. Exactly. Okay, that's that's, that's pretty awesome. But mm -hmm. I would like to also find mm -hmm. out, and before we move to the next question, this is a technology bit. Um, have you heard of Wikipedia before? Yeah. And how useful is it to um on a match out? Oh yeah. So Wikipedia as an uh, uh, internet, you know, platform, and then all that. We encourage the children that there is nothing hidden under the sun, right? If you want to learn anything, know anything, you just go on the site and then, um, you know, get whatever answers that you need. Okay. We also, yes, yes. So it is just a, a, a platform to get more information, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. basically, that is what it okay. is. Okay, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Also, one peculiar thing about you, or let me see, a little bird from somewhere flew to my home and told me that you are a polyglot. How true is that? <laughs> <You're laughs> one of the better words, uh, maybe I'll say I'm a disappointed one. 
you're a disappointed one how come yes. because it's, i learned it's... i learned you speak french you speak some lots of lots of languages so Wow, wow. I, like I, I wish, I okay. wish. Speaking speaking a lot of languages is, is good. Yeah, but I think you have you have that. you have like about three languages in your belt. So <laughs> and you also have French. So it's it's French is also a powerful <laughs> language. Yeah. Okay, so as as I said earlier, okay. I'm a disappointed one. Okay. I'm supposed to be able to speak French mm-hmm. because it's like from my mother's womb, I've been learning French. You know, we had French extra classes and then what have you. Mm-hmm. I did French in my basic school, mm-hmm. even in the senior high school. As a science student, mm-hmm. I did French. Can okay. you imagine? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, then, so, then, then you are because the, the the little better told me that told the, the bed told me that you were the one that even taught it French. So oh, like okay. it, I'm shocked that because the no. little bed was saying that yeah you are good you are, you are you are you are very good at French. So yeah. Aside and... that other languages too, you try your best. So you are as in you are, you are, you are polyglot. So. I am not disputing the fact about French. Yes, I've taught a couple of students. I've taught people French before. Okay. But yeah, the French, I'm, I'm, I'm good with the reading and writing and all that. But where I have fallen short and I've not given up on it yet is that I can't flow in it as a language. Okay. Yeah, I can't really speak yeah. fluently yeah, in but, it. And but you are not the person. Part of you know, <laughs> I, I I have a French French myself. I'm not good. I don't really even understand. But I have people. You know, the way French is taught in Ghana here, like it's made like English French. So I have a friend who um goes to France, like okay. but 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 like the French, he he can't speak it as you as you as you are seeing. But mm-hmm. as in, like the way it's being taught in Ghana here, that's how he he operates in that way. So it's like when he's uh, he's ha- he has French French colleagues, so he speaks much more English. But when they are playing games and the rest, they see him doing well, and like they ask him that. I, but you are not a French person. Say so he did he did French in school, but you know, like the way you are seeing, like you see that English French that we like you get it. So that's what he he is able to maneuver his way to like mm-hmm. France here, yeah, basically. But I don't know yes, how um, yours, like mm-hmm. as in probably yours might be even be stronger than his, but he's also he's also good in a, in his mm-hmm. own way. Yeah. So as a child, even France, I've, I've I've always wanted to go to France. Okay. So at least one of my bucket list is that I should be able to speak French fluently, aside reading and writing. Uh, I should go the extra mile and then. Then then you have more list in your in your bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I have to. I have to. Okay. I would give myself some timelines to be able to. Okay. Yes. And um, with the Nigerian languages, I've, I've I've forgotten basically everything. Okay. Yes. So I'm just but, managing but I'm, with I'm, my I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure when you have been sp- when it's been spoken, you'd you'd understand or. Yes. Know. Yes, I would understand okay. a little bit. Okay, okay, that's nice. Mm. That's, so, um, what's next or the future of Onomet Child? What's the future for Onomet Child? Right now that the future is kind of changing because right now we are we are we are now going through a new decade. So from now yeah. to, to 2030, how do you envisage um Onomet or like as in I think probably you are having plans there. How was the future for Onome Child? Yeah, exactly. So hmm, our vision is big, very big. Wow. And the future is also very, very promising. Okay. Um, Onome Child would want to provide a state of the art facility and the resources. Okay. Since we are in the you know fourth era of revolution and technology and then all that. So we believe that having a state-of-the-art facility would let us reach that um, vision that we have for ourselves in order to unearth that utmost potential of children with learning difficulties. So for them to have a positive impact 
in their society and then the world at large. So we want to be the best child development organization in the country and then the world at large. And we also produce, you know, um, a generation, a different unique generation that will contribute towards growth and development of the nation. A generation um, that would be able to solve uh, problems and then what have you. Yes, this um, problems that we are facing in uh, communities and and so on and so forth. So, yeah, so that is the future for us. Wow. However, just to chip this in, um, the Ghana Library Board okay. this year, their theme is 2022, the year of book. Okay. We realize that a lot of children do not have that ability to read. So they want to um, inculcate the habit of reading in this young generation. Remember, one of the days that every weekend we would go to the library and, and what have you. Yeah. I don't know whether you know yeah, yeah, that. No, because uh, gone are the days and uh, libraries were like the thing. And gone are the days to mm-hmm. we are not having internet available. Not at all. It. So I think exactly. the libraries themselves they need to also aside the books. Mm-hmm. Aside the books, they need to get the books there. But also they need to ensure that internet also flows through because they might be having good resources that probably are are, are made purposely for the libraries. So when you go exactly. there, you can just get the resources from the libraries. So basically, that is it. So the libraries also mm-hmm. have to change. I'm sure some libraries in Ghana here, uh, I think Ghana li- library libraries. I'm sure, I'm sure because the libraries are, are also one of the key things that um have an impact upon our lives. Let me tell you this story um okay. about um I think the Romans and the Greeks. Um, okay. uh, there was when the when the when there was a war between. And the Romans and the Greeks, I know because the Romans were then the world power, they were able to um, defeat Greece, even though Greece were kind of, you know, strong and nervous, but they defeated Greece. So when they defeated Greece, they, 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 they went to, you know, when, 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 you, when you defeat your enemy, you want to seize everything from your enemy and your mm-hmm. enemy will start to save you. So, like, as in, when they are serving, you mean that they'll be your ally. So, if they, there is any form of war or something, they also join you in order to fight the battle. So, one mm-hmm. of the things that amazed the, the Romans was when they went into one of their buildings, they saw, they saw books. They saw, like, a lot, like, a lot of books. And, like, the, when, the way the place was arranged, it's, like, marveled them. And it's like mm-hmm. they, 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 they were started asking questions. Ah, why is it that like this place is being arranged like that? Said, this is where like um, they, they, they get their knowledge because you know okay. the Greeks have pro, um, produced great people like Socrates, Archimedes, yeah. like those kind of great people. Mm-hmm. And so like I think their knowledge have been stored there so that if there is anything that they need, they just go there to go and take that. So like the way the library has like as it has been beautified you know they, they take you. they take it very important so from Thank there you. the romans also started to initiate that into their development Thank so for the library that's very important but i you know innovation too has also come yes. for, for that too, too. technology yeah. has yeah. come yeah. these children they don't know how the four corners of a library looks like <laughs> yeah but, but you know like they need to be like as in Probably an excursion needs to be taken, like, as in, they need to take an excursion, probably mm-hmm. watch a video of how a library looks like or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Because maybe they might not be able to go, but if there's a video, fine. Because right now things are changing, and I'm sure that. Mm-hmm. We uh, cannot blame them much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, 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 when you can access every information on your phone and all that, yeah. they don't see the need to go to that traditional setting. Yeah. So, in line with with that, on a child, we are establishing a read-write clinic. Okay. In fact, read-write clinics in various schools because we've even observed that there are students in senior high schools 
there are students in the university level who can't read and write. Okay. In the university level, they still have, you know, bad communication skills and then and then all that. Okay. But effective communication skills, either oral or written, and I'm not even talking about like let's say big grammar or punctuation and then all that. Okay. But just being able to communicate okay. whatever you have on your mind. Because even if you have great ideas and you can't communicate them, then basically you are just lost. Uh -huh. So we are establishing read-write clinics to inculcate the habit of, of reading and develop the children in, in writing. Because... You just think about it. How can you be in the secondary school level and you still have problems with reading and writing? Then we have to ask ourselves, how is the foundation like? How did the person even write a BEC in the first place? So we have to go back to our, our roots and work on our foundation, the, the basics, the kindergarten, nursery, and then what have you. We have to take our time with these children and then build that reading and then writing skills if we want to be the best you see we have to learn from the best we have to learn from the best i don't know <clears throat> sorry you see that every government i only want to go into politics I me mean, i'm not a politician yeah but you can when a new government comes they would want to do something to the educational system you understand they would want to change something about it but they are just getting the whole thing wrong. They should go back to the basically. Basic. Basically, the change should... is just to benefit mm -hmm. them. It's not something exactly. they are doing to, to, to like us in help. Benefit so, the generation, right? No, like as in benefit right. them. Like as in their yeah. polit, they are like their political gains. Not yes. The, not the like gen, like as in they are doing the thing. Rob, you you feel that is good, but they are just trying to score some form of political points. Basically, even do even do whatever they are doing is right they they try to score some points and as in whatever they do you could see that like the thing is kind of dwindling but it's still holding you get can it. you so imagine that that that, that 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 is how our politicians behave here exactly so me i believe that we should learn from the best okay, okay. the best countries for child education we hear of singapore we hear of Finland, Germany, Japan, and then what have you. Like, what's, what are they doing? What is that different thing that they are doing? And then we here, we are not doing it. So that is just the, the you know, highest vision, highest goal. If it is to travel all the way to Finland, Singapore, to learn from them. Because the basic, the basic. Have you heard of um, the fact that other countries, the teachers in the basic level are being paid more than university lecturers and then what have you? That wouldn't, that, that, like, I've not heard of it though, but um, I think it's, it's, it's like true because I have that feeling too. Even though I've not really heard of it before because, you know, mm -hmm. out there, because they want to build, you know, they've been doing a lot, you know, they spend a lot of time building uh, the, the, the child. The, no, foundation, the, the foundation yes. they, they need to ensure that yes yeah, so they try to teach them so i'll know i'll not i'll not be surprised if they are being paid better than those because they they struggle with them they need to understand them and make exactly. make reports and things available so when they get everything within that level going ahead mm -hmm. is, is 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 something that wouldn't be a problem it's just like a doctor that mm -hmm. is going to i don't know where i've seen this funny clip before okay so let's let's look at this when um you go to the hospital we are having um doctors that look after children they are called pediatrician if, yeah. if i'm right here so mm -hmm. if uh, the pediatrician wants to inject a child like when you go out there you know the pediatrician has to play with the child you get yeah. it they play yeah. with the child uh, then if the child shows some form of smile or laughs yeah then they inject the child relax, yeah. mm -hmm. so it's like so when they inject the child he wouldn't feel that oh he has been injected so i think what you are seeing that um uh, basic school teachers are being paid higher than even those in um in the higher institutions 
it's true because they have to do all the work for them when they get there they just need to try and absorb everything so basically if, if you are seeing that i wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's true okay it's so, so okay um so our final question what what's your final thoughts because you know it has been an amazing interview or discussion we've talked about a lot of stuff and i believe that onome foundation or onome child foundation would like to share um, her final thoughts on what we've discussed and also maybe if there could be an advice or a takeaway to the listeners who are listening to this podcast today mm -hmm. okay um I would say that we should come back to our grassroots. We should come back to our roots and then do our homeworks very well. Um, identify where the problem is coming from. Why, um, you know, we keep producing um, students or we keep producing a generation that can't, you know, um, think critically and then solve our problems and then what have you. So I would also advise that the society as a whole, involving parents, the teachers, the environment, and what have you, is a whole holistic development of the child, and we are all involved. Sometimes I ask myself what they really teach. Um, so maybe I'm not, my intention is not to be rude, but for want of a better word, like what do they really teach at that um, training colleges and what's not all those educational training systems and then what have you what do they really teach there because to me i feel teaching is a calling just like nursing right so yeah. you have to be called to do this job it is not just when don't just go into it because you know at the end of the day you are going to get some allowance or something of that sort nothing of that sort because you, the teacher, the school environment, the child is in contact with you almost, you know, most of the time. So you have to be patient with the child and understand the root cause because every child has got potential. We all have potential. What is uh, potential energy in science would say it is the energy possessed by a body at rest, right? Yeah. So each and every one of us has got potential but that potential if there is no external force if there is nothing to push it to bring it out to bring out the light you know it's going to remain that way so that is where we have kinetic energy okay. Aha. energy possessed by body when it is in motion exactly so as Olome child we are here to bring out that light in the child to bring out the light um to bring out the child sorry from the shadows because these children they are facing inferiority complexes you know the lack of confidence you know let me just hide under my one corner let me just hide under this shadow and then what have you and yeah these are our future this is the future generation so I'm wondering if Ghanaians, if we are ready, like for the future, this fourth, you know, below, yeah, this fourth, fourth industrial, industrial revolution. revolution, and then yes, exactly. Like, are we ready? We have to unlearn what we already know. That traditional chalk and talk, you know, blackboard something, that blackboard instructions and all that. We have to unlearn it and then relearn to be able to stay relevant in the system, to be able to compete with the outside world. Let us go out there to the um, countries, Germany, Finland, Singapore, and then learn from them. What do they do that we are not doing? We shouldn't stay on our high horses, you know, at the top there and then make decisions that wouldn't solve the problem at the grassroots. So whatever we do, let us think about these children. Just to end it here, um, 
like how the songwriter said in sound of silence i don't know whether you you've heard that song sound of silence um, who have... sang that song i've not i've not really come across it me probably i might have come across it but who sang that song okay so you can just go and search for sound of silence there are different you know versions of it disturbed a group called disturbed and then simon and someone else like that okay so part of it said people talking without speaking people hearing without listening people writing songs that voices never shared and no one dared to disturb the sound of silence so i am taking these people you know i am putting these children in that context okay that yeah they are talking but they are not speaking and then others are worth hearing and then they are not listening so these children they have words okay but because of the silence of you know the society or the people at the top there these heads and this 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 words sorry are not what's heard so the words just you know fall and then echo and disappears into thin air yes so uh, basically i'll say we have a lot of work to do and we should go back and work on our foundation we should go back to our roots thank you very much wow that was inspirational mixing scientific terms with uh, <laughs> our, our our discussion it's 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 all <laughs> amazing that you're adding science aspects in explaining um, using kinetic and potential energy not to get <laughs> the message across that's that's pretty much good anyway on me i'd like to say thank you very much for coming on board mm -hmm. talk about you your, your your foundation and also the impact that the foundation has made so far uh, mm -hmm. in the future we might be looking forward to speak to you once again but probably it might not be on your foundation but probably on on other things or other successes that you've chalked and we believe that when we called you again you might also come on board to to, oh, to yes, tell your story it's... once again Oh, I'd always be happy to come on board anytime. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much. And thank have you a wonderful too. Moment. I'm grateful you right. too. Bye bye. 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 Wow. What an inspiring conversation by Onome. She has inspired me. I believe she has also inspired you. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for taking time to listen to this amazing episode with Onome. She's someone who is in the science field and she's a teacher too. She's doing a lot to impact the children around her. And basically she's trying to prepare them for the future and she does she doesn't want any kid to feel that she's they are left behind she's giving them everything that they need through her foundation she also talked a bit about the wikis and how the wikis are having impact on the lives of the kids and i i wish her well in her uh, movement or in her organization and also as she continues to inspire other people i'd like to say thanks to everyone once again for being part of this episode Take care, everyone. Looking forward to see you in my next episode. And bye-bye.